Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. What I love about Shopify is basically how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. I know we use Shopify here at Betches. And honestly, anyone with any kind of business could really benefit from Shopify. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklyn, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash betches, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash betches now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash betches. On this episode of Crown Jewels, what are the rules of the royals? The British monarchy isn't the only family with strict instructions. The Sussexes have received an official evite to the coronation. But what will their RSVP be? Harry and Meghan have been evicted from Frogmore, but is this just a way to get Andrew out of the palace? are back with another episode of Crown Jewels, the elite podcast for the royally obsessed, presented by Betches Media. I'm Lex Nico. And I'm Samantha Bush. And today, I mean, we're coming to you fresh off the weekend. Fresh. Like you and I. Fresh. You'd think we'd be refreshed, and yet... No, no. No, no, no. I've caught a cold. I've caught a case of the Sandoval, Scandoval... I know oh this is God. not royal related, but it's Vanderpump royalty. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about that. Mm-hmm. The Bravo Cinematic Universe. It was such a crazy weekend. And like, what a way to like go to start the weekend. The news dropped at like 4 p.m. Yep. Eastern time on Friday. And I was like, damn it. I was like, I why do they do this to us? But the Friday dump. But like the Friday dump. Do you know this strategy? The Friday dump that they used to do? You can tell me. I've heard of this, but I want you to tell me. Sure. So, like, they used to do this thing called the Friday Dump back in the day when print ruled the world of media. Mm -hmm. And internet was not a 24-hour news cycle or didn't exist, so there wasn't the 24-hour news cycle. And so they would do the Friday Dump where they'd put news in that they knew it was too late to be published into the following week's magazines because they go to come out on Tuesday, so they're, like, out to print. Um, and so they would try to slot it in there and then people would like forget about it by the beginning of the week and they'd hopefully miss mm-hmm. any big sort of like news article scandal over mm-hmm. whatever breakup or affair or allegation yeah. was made. But now it doesn't matter anymore. We're now working like overtime on the weekends, babes. Like, yeah, please. we're fighting for our lives. Like, I think it's so crazy. Like we used to be in the media sense, like a week behind yes, everything, like you just said. And now it's like we're seeing live like footage of Ariana coming out of her house. Like it's crazy. It's, it's crazy. crazy. 
I can't but get over I can't it. get enough. <laughs> I can't I get enough of it. And like I can't have a conversation with someone who doesn't know as much as me about the situation because I'm like I I'm not playing with like memes like we're talking hardcore facts like we are talking theories I want to get into it so I know it's been a lot we're ready to level up and I think too like what I was noticing was I was getting a lot of dms being like what's happening after I would like post I'm like google it babe like I'm like literally I've been posting about it now for four days like (laughs) Uh, please like keep up though I can't teach you anymore I can't teach I had you I had um lunch with my parents yesterday and my mom follows me on Instagram and wow, she's like flex. what's going on on that show with those people I'm like I can't talk to you about this yeah, like no. you just don't get it yeah she's like okay <laughs> we're here now to talk royals we're here now to talk royals some fresh content for us Mm-hmm. You know, the Royals also came up over the weekend, and we'll get into it in Tea and Crumpets. Obviously, we know Harry and Meghan were out and about in L.A. last week. We know that he sat down with Dr. Gabor. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had Chris Rock making comments on Meghan on his live. Netflix did this first ever live program event on Saturday night. I think it was like 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern, but it was Chris Rock doing a live stand-up comedy special and this is like the first live or yes. streamed co- live comedy special of, since yes since he got slapped yes yes mm-hmm. so he talks about will smith and jada he talked about Meghan markle we're not going there we just i don't have the emotional capacity for that today yeah. but if you're wondering why we're not talking about it I just, I can't get into it. So it's I'm setting a boundary. So, yeah. And you're totally allowed to set that boundary. I I mean, I read the article that you sent because, you know, I'm not like very up to date on like the, the happenings with Chris Rock. Yeah. And um, I'm just like, keep her name out of your mouth. <laughs> like, right? I, I feel, but he knew that it was going to make headlines. He knew people were going to talk about it. And... And I think this all comes back to the fact of like, as much as I, again, me as like a mixed race person, I have my opinions on Harry, on Meghan, on the royal family, on the British media. They can waver. They can vary. That's my prerogative. Um, I think what is so fascinating, and to put it into perspective, is like, I believe in my like observation of the internet over the weekend as related to this, there was more mention of the comments he made, Chris Rock made about Meghan Markle mm-hmm. than about Will Smith and the slap. Mm-hmm. And like that is arguably one of the most historic moments in pop culture history in the last 12 months. So like in the last five years, yes. I would say. <laughs> so yeah. like the fact that more people are talking about what he said about Meghan just proves like what a catalyst of like media buzz she they're, actually is you know it's like they're undeniable. so yeah like they're so I don't even I okay maybe this is the wrong term but anything Megan and Harry is like a clickbait yes like anything like I mean you just mention them and you'll get a ton of clicks you'll get people tuned in like it's they just have that people sharing their about opinions them. their comments yeah. they love to do it are you and so do we yeah let's be real here (laughs) let's be real let's be honest oh my gosh but yeah so we're not going to touch on that and that's that 
thank you so much, Sam, for respecting my boundaries. Of course, anytime. <laughs> Sam, it's time for tea and crumpets. So do you mm-hmm. want to start us off with some royal subjects for our royal subjects? I certainly do. Amazing. So I sent you this article last week, and I just thought it was really interesting. It's not like, it's obviously not make it rain worthy. And it's sure. nothing like news bait. Like it's not, you know, oh, the, the you know, Spanish royal family is like doing yes. something. It's like, this is just, I found interesting because it, it's about how the royal families in different countries have different rules. And mm-hmm. I feel like we hear a lot about the British royal family and their, how strict they are. Like you always have to curtsy and you always have to bow and you have to do like these certain things and there's certain protocols yep. um, that you have to follow, obviously. And I was just curious, like what is it like being a, a different royal? So there's this article that was posted and I just kind of want to go through it Um And just give you guys like some little facts, like little tidbits. Like this is great, you know, cocktail conversation. Like yeah, this feels educational, royal conversation starters, if you will. Yeah, we're so educational on this podcast. (laughs) We're getting there. Yeah, we're trying. So the first is the Danish royals. I found this interesting because, and I, you know how we always say on this podcast, the British royal family is like our lighthouse. Like we always end up like comparing everything to to that it's just because that's we know more about that family i mean i literally know about harry's dick so (laughs) we just know a lot so the danish family yeah it's true like we just know so much so the danish royal family actually announces the baby's name during the baptism so like with the brits you know, they do the whole thing on the steps usually. I mean, Meghan and Harry obviously didn't do that. And we got their name like right when they're born. Um, but with the Danish, they don't do that. And the names, the two male names, if you're having a boy, it goes between Frederick and Christian. And this tradition has been in place since 1513. And it's only been ignored like several times. What do you think about those names? I mean, look, I love the name Frederick, but maybe it takes, again, going back to the Bravo Cinematic Universe. Mm -hmm. It's my million-dollar listing baby. My dad loves Frederick, so I feel like I have a soft spot for Frederick, and Christian is Christian. It is shocking to me. I never put two and two together that every single person in the royal family, if they're male, Mm -hmm. is either Frederick or Christian. Since Um, 1513. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's a long time. That's over five. I'm like, mental math. <laughs> no, I know. I'm like years, five hundred years. Jeez. Yeah, it's a long time, and I, I mean, a lot of Fredericks and Chris. Also, like, I feel like it's kind of stupid. Yes, I mean, like your dad's name is Christian, then your grandpa's name is Frederick, and then your name is Frederick. Like, that's I don't know. And it's kind I feel of like hard creative. to be like, y'all really nobody raised their hand to evolve since 1513 yeah and i am all for tradition but like this one feels tough yeah what if anybody wants to name their child something different or think outside the box or whatever like it's a hard no (laughs) yeah they're like absolutely not and i want to know what are those occasions that it's been ignored i don't know it says it's only been ignored a handful of times so I, i just don't know But then the Swedish royal family broke protocol and there was a bombshell announcement in 2019 that the king, King Carl, Gustav and Queen Sylvia 
with the exception of their children and their eldest daughter, would lose their official titles. So the, like the entire family, they're not going by your royal highness, prince, princesses, duchess, none of it. I found that interesting because it's like it was such a big deal here. You know, when Harry and Meghan renounced their titles or when Andrew, I mean, well, you know, did his yes. thing. It was like this huge deal. And like, we couldn't even imagine that. Like, that was so crazy. And really, it's like other royal families do this. Like, this is not, I guess, that uncommon to me. But I thought that was really fascinating. I find this really interesting mm-hmm. because I don't know, maybe in like the world of Nepo babies, I'm like, Imagine what the dialogue would be with Prince Harry and Prince William and everything that's going on, spare, et cetera, et cetera, mm-hmm. if it was just a rule where he didn't even get a royal title. Like, would right. he just be living a royal, like a, a regular old life? Or I, I want to know what that is too. Like, this is the thing. Like, You're what does that look like? to me, but then I have different questions. So it's like, okay, the children of the eldest daughter in Sweden has have royal titles. Mm-hmm. But the rest of them, like her brother's kids, don't. Mm-mm. But what does that mean in terms of lifestyle and quality of life and type of life for her brother's kids versus hers? Do they get the security? Do they get the trust fund? Like, what? Like, what does that mean? It's a for good them? question. I feel like it just means that I feel like their lifestyle would still be the same, right? But would it because? officially they wouldn't be viewed as royal family members, right? But like unofficially, how can you separate that at all? Right. Like, hmm. I mean, if if you were my sister and you were the eldest sister and you were the queen or princess yeah. Sam and I was just regular old Lex, like people are would still you be like – I don't – see, I don't think I would be pissed if people bucketed me in with you, but I think yeah. if I ha- – had none of the perks of being born into this family, I would be bitter. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I would be pissed. Like if you were princess Lex and I was just Sam, Sam, like what the fuck? No, I'd be, I'd be so pissed because you were born after me. Like, yeah, that's so rude. Yeah. Here's you. Sorry. And it's like, you're setting up these families for intense, dark sibling. Oh my God. So many like family dynamic, like dark traumas happening. It's like, seriously, it's not good. I feel like we've known this, but if the Japanese, anyone in the Japanese royal family decides to marry a commoner, then they lose their royal titles. And we saw this in 2021. So I wasn't that surprised. No. But I mean, I, I think that rule is really stupid. I mean, you know, it's giving Countess Luann not yeah. to bring it back to Bravo again. But when she <laughs> married Tom, she lost the Countess title. It's just, uh, again, that's one where it's like, fine. But, like, mm-hmm. if you take my status away, like, are you really – like, I, I guess, too, when we look at the the lighthouse of the British monarchy, like, let's say – is anybody really not calling Prince Harry Prince Harry? He'll always be Prince Harry. He'll always be Prince mm-hmm. Harry. Always. They'll always be the Duke and Duchess of Sussex. Like, mm-hmm. is anybody yeah, really – Yeah, like, who's really following this? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, maybe in point. terms of, like, the – protocol or the security or whatever that all changes but like in the public eye is that really changing I no so. i don't think so but it's and then all, lastly it's crazy. lastly i found it interesting and very dutch of the dutch 
to never wear crowns. Yeah, I didn't know it this either. It feels so Dutch. So, like, what do they do? They actually, like, during his coronation, The Last King, it sat next to him. No. So, like, the crown and the scepter sits next to him in a glass box, and he just can't wear it. Like, they don't they don't wear crowns at all, period. What? Yeah, which is kind of lame, but also, like I said, I feel like it's very Dutch of them. You yes. know? Like, counterculture... Mm-hmm. They're kind like of marching to the beat, neutral of their yeah. own drum. They yeah. do have crowns, though, because I'm Googling mm-hmm. it. I see them here. They do. I do see some women wearing them, but it doesn't look like it's... Maybe they're not like It looks like a photo ones. op. Yeah, maybe it's not... An official visit. Yeah. Wow. That mm-hmm. I did not know. I really enjoyed this. It's nice Thank starting you. with something... You know, just I wanted to give like a little, you know, little facts yes. to the pod. This is great. I'm going to bring this up at my next dinner party. Yeah, I'm really, like, guys. I, I don't know if I'm going to get over. Now, now, I'm, now I'm going to me and my sister. It's the old sibling rivalry. And I'm like, the mm-hmm. Swedish royals, I'm the younger sister. I'm like, that shit would piss me off. Mm-hmm. Also, I feel like if you're marrying a prince or a princess in Japan – I would be marrying them, not because they're royalty, but, like, obviously that's a nice perk. Yes. And then for them to lose that, I'd be kind of pissed, but that's just me. I I mean, okay, but here it says only women lose their status. The men don't, huh? Well, that's just par for the typical. Course. Yeah. It's <laughs> just what we're dealing with. It's a man's world, Sam. It really is. It really is. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry? Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Speaking of our main man. Speaking of our main. Yeah. Oh, my God. Our king. Oh, Charlie, Charlie, Charlie. Charlie is having a... uh, I'm sensing this ping pong-esque energy from King Charles. Like, he's Mm -hmm. making a decision. It's backfiring. He's doubling down the other way. I don't know where it's going to land. So on and so forth. But, like... It's official. It's officially official. BKE, King Charles, and Harry and Meghan spokesperson people have confirmed they have, in fact, received a formal invitation to the coronation via email correspondence. Email. Love that. That's such a dad move. Yes. You know, you're getting a little coronation paperless post. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Maybe they splurged for an original template. Maybe they just used, you know, one that was in the queue. But uh, we have an official invite. This is obviously coming off of the news that they were removed or asked to leave Frogmore Cottage, which we'll get into. But again, it comes down to the fact of like this ping ponging of like good Mm -hmm. news, bad news, good news, bad news, good news, bad news. It's like, I'm an asshole, but no, I'm a nice guy. I'm trying to extend the olive branch. Mm -hmm. And uh, there's no formal decision yet from Harry and Meghan on whether they're going to attend. Hasn't been disclosed. 
I, I still, I, I don't know. Originally, I was like, 100%, no doubts, they're going for sure. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know. Well, we'll get to that and make it rain. Because there's, like, I feel like your thought process on that has something to do with that topic. Okay. No? I think so. I think okay. parts of it. But I also Maybe just it think doesn't. it's like, <laughs> no, I just think it's a little bit, like, I just, uh, I, I, I don't know. I, like, I have no formalized thought. I just really thought that they were going to be a yes and, like, mm-hmm. Charles would somehow convince them or, like, after the book or whatever that they would all reconcile. I think I'm living in a pipe dream world. Yeah. Um, but I love you, but I think so. I just, <laughs> I just, can't we all just get along? Kumbaya. This brings us to our last tea and crumpet. It does. These are kind of like all cueing each other up. They were all, know? yeah, they're, they're, we're building, we're you building know? We're building here. And yeah. honestly, like, oh, I don't know. I feel like, am I PMSing? I'm like, I'm really sad about this. No, it's, I totally, <laughs> I feel like we're coming off an emotional weekend. <laughs> I know. We're really, Emotions we're feeling things. Emotions are high right now. You know, I'm like on the brink. My breaking point is almost there. I'm tired. Yeah. I'm sick. I've been packing. I'm feeling vulnerable. Yes. And what That's better a great way word. to channel that energy than to talk through Prince Harry sitting down, which he did on Saturday with trauma therapist, therapist Dr. Gabor Matei. Mm-hmm. And you know what? It was not surprisingly as much of like a rehash of the book as we had anticipated. Like, Mm. I know there was like this New York Magazine tweet, I think I I posted it on my stories, where it was like, Prince Harry is hosting a virtual meeting over the book Spare for those who didn't read about it, hear his Oprah interview, his 60 interview, 60 minutes interview, (laughs) him on every single, like, you know, he's he's done the chat. We've had the chat, he got the text, you know? But Mm -hmm. this sit down, was very much almost like live trauma therapy between him and Dr. Gabor. And they kind of discussed mainly about the fact that he like really, really his intention with leaving the royal family, with writing the book, with going through all these therapeutic moments, the ayahuasca was Mm -hmm. breaking down the cycle of trauma that he had endured as a result of being a member of the royal family and a spare and losing his mother and the neglect from the family of his emotion and feelings because that's not what they're accustomed to. Mm -hmm. Um, And his intention in doing all of this was that he doesn't want to pass that cycle of trauma down to his children. So he showers them with love. He adores them. The love language And, like, the messages of love are very high. And perfectly honest, like, I 100% see that. And I see no problem. Not that anyone was asking me if I had a problem with it. But, like, I just feel like Harry and Meghan are likely those parents that smother their kids with love. Mm -hmm. I don't think I, for one second, ever thought that Harry and Meghan wouldn't be those parents. Yes, And I think you and I, after reading and listening to the book, (laughs) we both have this understanding that, like, he does have PTSD. He does have deep, deep trauma. You cannot, I've said it before, you cannot walk behind your mother's coffin Mm -hmm. and have to 
you know, almost make the the people feel better. feel better and comfort them about your own mother's death and then not feel anything after that and not have any trauma. So like I totally understand it. I'm just a curious as to like what is the real motive behind him doing these interviews? Is it to promote people, especially men, to get into therapy? Is it to really, you know, cement the message of this is what I had to go through so people maybe take a, a they're not as harsh on him? Yeah. I don't know. Because for me, I'm like, I never thought that you wouldn't smother your kids with love. I never thought that he would be the same dad that Charles is, was to him. At all. I think, you know, one thing that he mentioned is like, but again, it feels very typical. He's like, if he can change like one person's mind about Mm -hmm. their trauma or, um, you know, if his book can encourage people Mm -hmm. to, you know, process what they've gone through and what they're dealing with, that is the ultimate intention and goal of his book. That being said, like, that's a very bucketed answer you know yeah because i also don't know if i believe that really do you think it's like a canned response that he was sort of told to say yeah because i feel like if he doesn't say that i mean it and the truth really is like he just wants to get a story out there he needs frankly to make money to live um he wants to be famous he wants to be a celebrity that's fine. I actually just had this conversation with my boyfriend over the weekend is I get into these like rants, which is like so shocking, you know? You? Me? A rant. Yeah. Um, about celebrity culture. Okay. And I was like, I just wish celebrities would just be very honest with the fact that's what they want to do. I'm yeah. pretty over this, like, I'm a relatable girl, like, you know, I wish I was, you know, at home eating pizza in my sweatpants and not, you know, at the Oscars. It's like, no, you fucking wouldn't. Because then that's what you would be doing. Yes. And it's just, I feel that way about Harry sometimes, too. It's like, you're pretending that you want this, like, quiet life and, like, you want, you know, all of that. But yet you go to a, a very famous restaurant where paparazzi camp out. Correct. You know what I'm saying? It's yes. just not... It's not making any sense. And I think that is like, again, where we And there's nothing wrong this. with that, by the way. There's if that nothing, is what you want, I literally don't care. There's nothing wrong with it. Yeah. And, you know, I will touch on the fact, I will speak on it, that I made a post on Instagram about them going to San Vicente, and I was a little bit frustrated. Mm-hmm. And I got a lot, I had to turn off the comments. People got a little not turning off the comments toward me. Yep. And it didn't feel so great. Didn't sound so great. And I edited it and I just, you know, a couple of things like Mm -hmm. my issue that I take with these two is like they left the royal family and they said they wanted to continue the work of public service, which I understand they do. I understand Mm -hmm. that I go to the Archwell site. I can see what they've donated. I can see the work that the NAACP award actually sponsors and drives. I understand those things. I can separate that from the fact that they then go in the media and they talk about wanting to do public service. Their number one core narrative is kindness and compassion. Megan is a former actress turned activist. And it's like, I, 
you can say that they are like that. They never said they don't want to be celebrities, so on and so forth. You can say that, but the impression that they give to me is that they don't want to be celebrities. I'm not saying that they said they want a private life. I know they mm-hmm. didn't say that. I get right. that. But when you are saying, I'm not an actress anymore, I'm a former actress, I'm an activist now, and then I have people coming to me in my comments being like, they want to be like, they're, they're following the Obama's track or George and Amal Clooney. I'm like, President Barack Obama, who was the president of the United States, who worked and got elected, and his mm. wife, the lawyer, who went to school and is educated, George Clooney, yes, who's a celebrity, but married... UN lawyer Amal like mm-hmm. this is they're not you the can't same. <laughs> tell me that they just get they're not the same to be like this is what we feel like doing now because he was the prince and mm-hmm. I understand nepotism I understand the celebrity of nepotism and the fast track to celebrity as a result of being a royal nepo baby but you in your three years since leaving the royal family need to do more mm-hmm. for me a mixed race spectator who, yes, I will say I hold Megan to a standard because she's somebody in the public eye that I view myself as. Mm-hmm. And you're a role model to me. And I am team Megan, which I know people don't think, but I'll say. But like, you can't just be like, this is what we're doing now. And we, the expectation is that we all just get on board. Mm-hmm. That's really disappointing if you think as a public figure, that's okay. And then you further like complicate it for me emotionally. I'm getting very emotional. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I love it. You further complicate it for me <clears throat> by doing something like going, talking to Anderson Cooper about your memoir um, and doing this Netflix show about your story, which I loved and I appreciate it. Right. gave us a different lens. But then you have a production like Live to Lead on Netflix and I haven't heard you talk about it publicly once because you're not front and center of it. Mm-hmm. That is where I have complicated emotions with these two as it relates to being famous and wanting to be famous and kind of like, you know, moonlighting under the veil of like, we don't actually want that. So that's where I have complications. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry we're not even make it rain yet to grant. No, I agree 100%. where I'm at. I agree and if 100%. you want to be famous, be famous. Go oh, do yeah. carpool karaoke with, what's yeah, his name? James, James Corden. Corden. You only like, got one season left. Be Kim Kardashian, who's like, I want to be famous. Mm-hmm. Who also yeah. goes and advocates and like is working to be a lawyer. Does all, of, you can do both. She's a great, you know, she's, she's a great example of it, let's say. But like, just be honest because you mm-hmm. having this veil of like denying that builds this like element of inauthenticity for me. Mm -hmm. And then it starts to become really frustrating to want to support you when, you know, you do one thing and say another. Mm -hmm. That's it. Because at the end of the day, we want to support them. And despite what people think, like you said, is we do love Megan. We want the best for Megan. We want a happy, safe Megan. Like we want her to win. But just because we like her and support her in those endeavors doesn't mean that goes without having like a critical eye, you know? And if you want to be like, a you celebrity can do both. or a public figure, let's say, like the expect, not the expectation, but the assumption is like, 
you will have that lens on you. Mm-hmm. It's I mean, expected. that's that's my part with Harry that I just don't understand and I get really frustrated by is he thinks for some reason in the public, if you're in the public eye, then you shouldn't be criticized or there shouldn't be negative articles written about you because, you know, we should all be living like a, a life without bullying and like social media, like attacks. It's like, bro, that's not how this works. Like if you're in the public eye and especially you who lived off of the public for your entire life, people are going to be looking at you. They're going yes. to be watching you. And that's okay. That doesn't make anyone a bully because they have an opinion about what you do and they don't like it. And it doesn't make you a bad person for no. wanting to continue to stay in the public eye because you no. recognize that is the way that you can earn an income and a living and support your right. family. We get it. But it's like, again... You know, this is the quote from the um, the interview with Dr. Gabor where he says the book was designed as an act of service and he thinks that it may help save someone's life by giving them permission to deal with their stuff by sharing his experiences through the book. I get it. But like, I also am like, this is designed as an act of service. Like, I almost would rather you say, and again, this is my opinion, mm -hmm. like I needed to write this book for myself as a way to deal with my trauma. I hope it helps other people, but I needed to do this for myself. I think this is kind of like the core of what I'm saying with him. Yeah. It's like, you're always trying to make it about like, I'm so giving of myself when it's okay to just make it about you. Mm -hmm. I would much rather him do that. Yes. Be like, I wrote this book for me. And if yeah. you get something out of it, great. If you don't, okay. At least you got a good, you know, Juicy 15 read. hours listening to it. Yeah. Let's make it rain. Are you ready? Oh, of course. Let's get into this week's rant, which is the Frogmore drama, the drama that is Frogmore Cottage. Okay, because mm -hmm. we get news this week coming off of the Harry uh, is doing the interview with Dr. Gabor. Then we get news that King Charles, back in January, I believe, so I'm not sure why this is coming out now, Ask Harry and Meghan to vacate from Frogmore Cottage. Um, and as you wrote here, the news broke that Frogmore Cottage will no longer be the UK residence of Meghan has and will go to evil Andrew. Yeah. And you know what ticks me off about this? Not the most, but in one frame. Mm -hmm. These two, Harry and Meghan, spent 2.4 million pounds mm -hmm. fixing that place up. Yes, originally taxpayers paid for it, but he paid every cent back mm -hmm. they paid. The article says he, but I'm assuming it's, you know, shared, I'm shared account. That. Yeah. <laughs> and now Prince Andrew is just going to walk into a fully renovated MTV crib style Frogmore cottage. That's no, not like small change, 2.4 no. million pounds. That's a lot of money. And as we know from the documentary, that cottage was quite literally in shambles when they first took it over. Like, hence why they had to put so much money into it, because I think it was just sitting on the grounds, just empty yeah. for years. Um, so I don't love that Andrew and his corgis are going to be, you know, roaming the halls of Frogmore Cottage. Also, I just know from the documentary that that place meant a lot to Megan and yes. Harry. I know. That was the other thing that was very so, frustrating. 
when the news broke, I mean, you and I were gagged. We were like, what the fuck is this? It was news. I guess the way I can describe it is like, it was news before I had I had just read the headline and before I even got to the part where it was like, and King Charles is going to give it to Prince Andrew. Mm-hmm. Now, was, I'm wondering why. I mean, so the whole thing is, Prince Andrew, I have to find the grounds that he currently lives on, but apparently the T is, um, oh, here, Prince Andrew lives near Royal Lodge in Windsor Great Park, Berkshire. So the T is that allegedly King Charles is going to be cutting Andrew's budget and he can't mm. actually afford to maintain the grounds of Royal Lodge, oh. which is why he's now shifting him over. To Frogmore. Fresh paint Frogmore. Yeah. And uh, tucking him away in there. Well, and this was very unlike the Charles we have seen the last few months. You know, he's been very vocal about being very anti-Andrew. So this was kind of a surprise. But then it continued over the weekend. Yeah. It continued. And I don't know. I want to know your thoughts because... Then we continue to hear over the weekend that, oh, but wait, no, 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 no. We're not kicking Harry and Meghan out. King Charles is actually going to offer them an apartment in Buckingham Palace. I don't Mm -hmm. know if it's the same. Oh, it is. The suite of rooms the king may offer to Harry and Meghan previously belonged to Prince Andrew. So, you know, a couple of weeks ago, we Mm -hmm. found out that they were moving Andrew out of Buckingham Palace. I, again believe that they said there was going to be renovations to those apartments mm-hmm. so unclear yeah we thought now. it was going to turn into camilla's little like sewing room like yeah. we didn't know and i'm like here's my other question you're offering this <laughs> king charles might be the smartest landlord ever mm-hmm. is he now offering this to harry and megan because they're going to make renovations to buckingham yeah, they and can't pay through taxpayer. Dollars. Yeah, they'll pay for it. And he's just getting them to flip his property. Is it fixer upper? King Charles and Camilla are the modern day monarch Chip and Joe games. Literally, like put some shiplap up. That's so funny because it's so true. I can't. Because Meghan and Harry are going to redo some of that. Like, I mean, yes. If they accept the offer, you mm-hmm. know they're going to have to fix it up, right? Mm-hmm. Like. And I really feel like this was Prince Charles's way of making it nice again. Like, absolutely. In the sense of their, you know, family relationship and dynamic. And it kind of made me think he wants them closer to him. He, he needs them. He needs more them closer than they to him. need him. Right. And so to have them, when the, if they come and stay for the coronation, for example, and they stay in Frogmore Cottage, I think he wants them to feel like you're a part of this still like you're Mm -hmm. still a part of this family even though shit's happened you you know you've separated yourself I still want you to feel like you can come home to Buckingham Palace (laughs) um and And if you want to make some repairs please go ahead please go ahead that's what I really think this is and I probably am giving Charles like way too much credit here but I really do feel like he's like get Andrew the fuck out I don't want to see that brat brother of mine bring my son and his wife and his kids here so that when they're in 
the UK, they have somewhere to stay and it's near us. Like, I just think this was such a big olive branch. And I could totally be wrong, but I don't disagree with you, but I think there's two things at play here. I think on the one hand, the public lens, as I said, Charles needs Harry and Meghan to Mm -hmm. accept him again more than they need him. They are out Mm -hmm. here in like Montecito. They are making hundreds of millions of dollars with their deals on Netflix, Spotify, et cetera. Like, they are kicking it, okay? Mm -hmm. And we know with Charles, like, a lot of people are not performing at your coronation. A lot of people are renouncing their titles. They're like Mm -hmm. British orders that they've received because they're like, this is not kosher anymore. Mm -hmm. What you represent is not cool. Mm-hmm. And so I think on that side, yes, desperately needs them to boost his public image ratings. And the only way that he's going to do that is if the two of them, quote unquote, concede and accept the olive branch that he's publicly extended. Mm-hmm. On the other side, I do agree with you. And I agree with you based off of Harry's book. Like, Harry did not speak too ill of his father in Mm-mm. this book. The way he, he really spoke didn't. about his brother was a lot. way harsher than he spoke about his pa. Mm-hmm. And he kind of like consistently alluded to the fact that his dad always tried with him, you know? Mm-hmm. And I do think that they have, I've talked about this on the podcast before, some parallels around, you know, having a woman that they love, true love, come into their lives and not being accepted by the public or the royal family. They Mm -hmm. have the commonality of not being the favorite, of always feeling like an outsider. And I just think that there is, like, I don't remember if it was on this, like, I don't remember if I was here last week, if you said this, or if this was just a conversation I had in everyday life. But, like, somebody was like, "Why, why would Harry even go back and, you know, attend that coronation or, like, accept an apology or blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, because at the end of the day, that's his father. Mm -hmm. And like, he does want love and acceptance from his family. He does want to feel seen and heard and acknowledged in his feelings. Mm -hmm. And I I think that's the only card Charles has to play here. Mm -hmm. I agree with everything that you're saying 100%. I also think because Harry has done so much therapy, Mm -hmm. I think he also really understands and has a lot of empathy for his dad's childhood, for how his dad maybe was treated, for how his dad wasn't, you know, the the golden boy like Andrew, which is disgusting. (laughs) I just think he has, I mean, if he's done all this work, so he says, I'm sure that that's come up in therapy. Like, I mean, that's like therapy 101. Yes. If you're talking about your family and and your parents, your therapist is going to ask you about your parents' childhoods. And then yeah. you're going to start being like, oh, okay, this is why they did this. This is maybe they were doing this. They didn't know how to love. They never got hugged, whatever it is. And I just think Harry really, I think he extends some empathy to him for that. And like I you agree. said, he really didn't talk that that much about him. And he says he wants to break the cycle for his kids. Mm-hmm. Right. Like he said that in his interview with Dr. Gabor. So it's like he has to have some level of awareness that this is a cycle that didn't stop with him and start with his dad. Like he recognizes 
to some degree that there is a deeply rooted problem in this mm-hmm. cycle of his family as yeah. it relates to family and inner child trauma. Like, yeah. And on, I think it would be nice, like you said, to, you know, be like, this is somewhere we want to keep you close. Like, we all, I, I don't know if this family and these people, like, just the way and the world and bubble that they live in would ever have this level of, like, empathy or, I don't even know if it's compassion, but, like, I just hope, and again, the optimism will get to me, but they're like, we understand that a lot has happened, mm-hmm. but we are committed on our side and we want you to commit to moving forward. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we're going to get that from Will and Kate. Let's be real. Yeah. I feel like they're a little icier. Yes. Mm-hmm. But I think Camilla and Charles, because I think it's advantageous for Charles, but I also think like he wants that. Mm-hmm. I agree. A hundred percent. Ugh. It's I'm tough. excited to see what happens. I know. Okay. But okay. Okay. Sorry. For real. Yeah. Last thing. Yeah. Do you think that they are going to go to the coronation? Mm. This changes week over week, but I, I yeah, it really does. Week leading up. <laughs> yeah, I really feel at this point, if any, if they go, Harry will go. But Not I don't know Megan. if Meghan will go. Hmm. But again, I I can't imagine him wanting to go without her. Exactly. I'm like united front or bust. Right. But I don't. Again, but I want them to go. If they go, I like have no choice but to stand in the sense mm-hmm. of like she really fucking loves him mm-hmm. if she goes and puts herself through that shit. Because, you know, we both know, again, I can have an opinion and have a level of awareness like she steps off that plane and breathes and she's going to get dragged in that. Media. Dragged. Something, something, someone's going to say something. Pierce Morgan's going to say something. Sasha Walpole. Well, Sam Markle might be busting out there. Oh, God. I know. Yeah, but I hope they go um, selfishly just for us. So if they're listening. The outfits. Her outfits. I know. I know. It was actually, it's the one year anniversary of that photo of them in the rain under the umbrella. With the blue dress. Mm hmm. That was the best. That Three-year anniversary, excuse me. Was like, fuck you guys. No, like, like it that was amazing. rocked my world. Yeah. <laughs> that looked really, I was not well when those photos came out. I was, was so shaking. Good. I was staring at them. I couldn't get enough. Oh, at all. They were perfect. The, like we've always said, the camera loves her. Camera loves her. So do mm-hmm. we. We just want the best for them. We sure do. That. Just, guys, know that, okay? <laughs> Time for our favorite game of mail or fail. One of these is a real headline from the Daily Mail or a similar publication, and the other has been completely made up by our producers. Sam, will we spot the mail or will we fail? I don't know. I feel like we've been pretty split since we started I know. doing this. Like, I know. Some, days, some weeks were really good and other weeks were not. So let me read option number one to you. Sound fair? We'll be charged 60 pounds to walk our dogs through King Charles' second cousin's posh estate. Option number two. Oh, Lord. Spare ghostwriter J.R. Moringer promised to be named a lord after the campaign. 
Which one do you think is the real one? I mean, 60 pounds to walk your dog through King Charles II. Like, it's so removed. But I just I feel like that real one's one. real because I just don't see a world where anybody promised JR a lordship after writing Spare. I, absolutely not. <laughs> Cannot be part of the deal. Yeah, I definitely can't imagine that happening. So I'm going to go with option number one as well. So let's okay. see. We are correct. People will be charged 60 pounds to walk our dogs through King Charles's second cousin's posh estate. People just won't pay it. TV personality Lord Ivar Mountbatten announced his plans to charge dog walkers on his 100-acre Devon estate. That's insane. The fee could hit a whopping 60 pounds a year, sparking outrage among locals. He wrote in the parish magazine, the rise in living and operational costs in the last 12 months means our maintenance, management, and operational obligations have spiraled far higher than the return of coffee, cake, and community events can cover. Um, he said, I want to continue to offer access to the orangery and parkland across seven days a week. But if we're going to remain open, we need our guests and visitors to support us a bit more if they can. Um, yeah, as you can imagine, people aren't thrilled, but not okay. Listen, not to bring it back to Bravo, but there was a show, a little show, one of my faves okay. called Ladies of London. Yeah. And there was a woman on the show mm-hmm. whose husband owned like a castle like this, like an estate. And it was so fucking expensive to maintain it. Like, And the family's like, we don't want to lose it. Like, this has been in our family for, like, hundreds of years. We can't, like, sell it. But they couldn't afford to keep it running up and going. Like, people aren't just coming to – this isn't Buckingham Palace. Like, this is, like, a one-off estate from King Charles' second cousin. The gift shop can only do so much. So I'm like – I get what he's doing, I but I also get why people are like, fuck off. Yeah, I mean, I I'm, I have questions. I don't know if you have the answer, mm-hmm. Sam, but here we go. Is this a private estate that he's open to the public for profit? Or is this a public so, From property? what I've gathered from watching Ladies of London, is that in order to keep these estates up and running, they had to open them up to the public so that they could afford them. Okay. Okay. So they're private that they've opened up to the public and now they mm-hmm. just want to charge more because. Because they can't afford it. It's like a national park. It. Yes. Mm-hmm. But no taxpayer money goes to this a la Harry and Meghan Frogmore Cottage. Certainly not. Okay. I mean, look, I get it. People are going to be ticked, but I'm not mm-hmm. surprised by this. Yeah. And 60 pounds a year for each person? Yeah. But also, this is the thing. I I see where the issue lies. Mm -hmm. Because you are associated with Prince Philip and King Charles as a result. And you're asking Asking the public for money to pay money while your second cousin is blowing up a coronation Mm -hmm. out back. Mm -hmm. It doesn't make sense. Like, I get it. I, I do get it. But I also am like, Dude, it's so out of touch. Like, you're you're related to the King of England. Yeah. Who wears, like, rubies and diamonds and jewels and, like, lives in a fucking palace. And you're making, like, you know, Grandma Jo wa- pay to walk her dog across your lawn. Get a fucking grip. And here's my other question. Again, the way that these people 
frame things sometimes <clears throat> just frustrates me. I mm-hmm. just don't get it. Because here he is with his very chic husband, James Coyle. Mm-hmm. They both look incredible in this Daily Mail article. Mm-hmm. Um, they do. If you click through, they look great. Handsome. But they say, James and I are left with some tough decisions for the year ahead. I want to continue to offer access to the orangey, orangery and Parkland across seven days a week. But if we're going to remain open, we need our guests and visitors to support us a bit more than they can. So like, I'm going to find a new place to walk if mm-hmm. you want to close it. I'm going to walk on the sidewalk. But if you close it, again, you need me as the public more than I need you. If you close it, you still have to pay mm-hmm. to maintain it, correct? Uh-huh. You're just not getting a revenue stream? Well, and it's also, in this article, they want it to be known that this isn't like a a, a free-roaming park. They say, it's a pleasant enough park, but you have to keep your dog on a lead because of all the deer roaming around and all the water birds on the lake. So it's not like their dogs get to, like, run free and, like, it's this, like, beautiful, like, amazing experience. Yes. Because if you have a dog, you know. The girls that get it, get it. Like, girls that get it, get it. And yeah. again, it goes on here to say that they launched the Orangery Cafe to supplement their income after their lucrative mm-hmm. wedding business was hit by COVID restrictions. So again, I get that. But also, like, you can't ask the people that are all mm-hmm. hit. Like, the UK is an economic crisis. London is mm-hmm. an economic crisis. Your king is throwing a lavish party and y'all are asking your your low key light touch threatening people that you're gonna have to close these grounds, which you're still gonna have to pay for, if they don't pay a little bit more. Mm-hmm. I just don't it's greedy. I don't get it. And it's not like it's it's greedy. It's not because it's like they need the money, but it's the way that they're framing it is mm-hmm. so entitled. That's what I it don't is. like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's I am a lot on of one today, Sam. I love Whoa. it. You're on Dayquil, girl, and you're just ready to go. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, please never apologize ever. Oh my god. It's women's gosh. month. We don't apologize. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Pay me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He should be paying us. So to finish up, let's name our spotted dick for this episode. Who has been a real steamed pudding this week? Who you got? I mean, coming off of this. I know, coming off of that, I'm like, well <laughs> Who do you think you I gotta know. go Lord Ivar and husband James Coyle? Like, again, it's the entitlement for me. Mm-hmm. It's the entitlement. It's it's the out-of-touch behavior. Like, yes. your country is in an, like you said, an economic crisis, and you're, like, asking people to pay money to walk their dog. Like, please yes. stop. Stop. Yes. Um, my spotted dick probably has to be Chris Rock. Mm. Just because um, I feel like that's self-explanatory. Yes. I don't, I don't think we need to be, you know, we don't need to dive into that any further. We don't need yeah. to go there. Mm-mm. We're good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, we're good. We're good. Well, that's it for this week's episode of Crown Jewels. Be sure to rate, review, and follow the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you're listening now. We'll have new episodes every single Thursday, so be sure to subscribe now so you don't miss out on our next episode. Tell all of your royally obsessed friends and follow me at LexNico. And you can follow me at Brava Historian. And until next time, may God save the bench.
Betches.